any non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Hi, this is Carl. Uh, I, I'm Mike's friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn ons are satin sheets and ways champagne tickles my nose. I love to pee outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. French duh, not the Google duh. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with more. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Great to be back. Great to have you. Uh, we had a little delay, uh, but I'm so glad you guys listened for the first 60 seconds of the show. Can you imagine what the next two hours is going to be like, Carl? <laughs> We're staring down the barrel of it right now. We are staring down. The premise of Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike speaking with Carl. Carl, what would you say the premise of our show, Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie with, on YouTube with Mike speaking with Carl, is about? The whole premise is movies that you learned about growing up but really couldn't check out. It just wasn't that time of multimedia. And also, the premise is the audience watches the movie with us at the same time. Full-length movie on YouTube. On YouTube. And so not that other one. Yeah. No, YouTube. this is not Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie. Not Shop Boys on, on Vimeo, right. on RedTube. So we want you to go to RedTube right now and type in Hot no, Sex no. Orgy. Oh, no, I'll go to YouTube. And uh, Carl, what's the movie we're going to watch today? We are going to watch Biodome. Biodome from 1996? Correct. Um, what sort of sunk the Pauly Shore ship. Biodome, 1996, and we're watching it on the YouTube channel, actually. This is, a, this is an official uh, YouTube... Uh, no, it's working. <laughs> uh, this is an official YouTube uh, channel presentation? Yeah, so it's like they can't take us for copyright, right? I mean, if it's theirs... Well, just because they're hosting it... Uh, doesn't mean... They might be paying Doesn't mean money. anything, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go into uh, YouTube and type in Biodome. Yeah, there's a dash, unfortunately, a hyphen. So Bio-dome. Okay, I see it. YouTube Movies is hosting. I'm going to go ahead and click it and hit pause. And uh, if the gods are nice to me, oh, there's a licensing error <coughs> over this video. Okay, you know what? I'm going to watch this on my phone. How about that, Carl? Uh, okay, is this the issue you had last week? Yeah, uh, we... All right, do. let's go straight to the phone, I guess. Yeah. 
So we had an issue, because this is live. You can listen to us live every Sunday at 2 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm. Or, or, or 5 o'clock. Best Coast Time. Yeah, for the best coast, but we do this live, so we always have technical glitches, so I'm just chit-chatting as I go to YouTube. This happened last time we watched a movie on the YouTube channel. They wouldn't let us play it on here in the studio, so I'm going to watch it, and uh, I'll watch it with the subtitles. Uh, one nice thing about our friends at YouTube, Bio Shock Dome, Biodome. Okay, so uh, I'm going to do it on the subtitles. So in the meanwhile, uh, Carl, we're going to have a countdown on it. So okay. I brought my our special countdown conductor, the king of the digits. Perfect, perfect. The uh, descender of the uh, <laughs> numbers. Uh, oh, I got a little ad. So why don't we pull, why don't you, uh, Paul Brumba from the podcast Edge of Insanity. Why don't you come on by? What's happening, Carl? <laughs> What's happening? Great to see you. Hear you. It's, it's so crazy, man, because we hang up from Patrick Carlin there in upstate New York, and then we dial in with you over there in Jersey, which is just crazy. Yeah. It's just over the pond. Yes. It's, it's over the a, pond. You're in a time zone. That's right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different time zone. Uh, now, with daylight savings, now we've caught up. Oh, I see. Gotcha. <laughs> I never get caught up until they flip it back again, and then I feel like, oh, I'm so confused. And we were just talking about the vote here in California that about right. abolishing DST, which uh-huh. would be inter- interesting. So, well, I'm uh, I'm all ready, Carl. Okay. Audience, make You're sure you get phone. it to zero. Make sure all the ads go out. Uh, yeah. Once and- again, it's Bio Dash Dome, and it's on the YouTube channel itself. That's very intellectual. And this sounds like a very intellectual movie, the dash and the capital D. In the yeah. yeah. Wait till you see what you have to endure. All right, let's do it. So, uh, Paul, go ahead. Give us the countdown, and when you say go, we will do it. All right, you guys, you know the drill. And in three, two, one, go. Okay. All right, I'm really excited. Lion comes. Roar. Ah, Leo the Lion. Oh, yeah, you can't do the volume. No, we're just going to have to. That'll be me. But uh, you can, I have the music going on now. This is some good 90s rock. Oh, and the is. graphics and look like a 90s magazine, like a skateboarding mag. I was just going to say, you are seeing, like, man, remember, it's 96, so it was in full swing, and, like, you knew what was the thing of today, and Holly was straight off of MTV, and right. this is really back in the day. This is, you know, grunge was fresh. Yeah, this was... So by at this point, they know exactly what to do in 90s. You see how it's like cut up pieces of paper? It's like, we're not punk rock, because that's old kids, Yeah. right? We're our own cool. Well, one of the uh, reasons... I don't know what the word was. Julie Adams, one of the reasons why I picked this movie is because it's a very short-lived slacker generation slacker movie, which we'll never yeah. see again. So it's the same yeah. premise of any dumb white guy comedy. It was two dumb white guys being dumb, but instead of being Laurel yeah. and Hardy and Abbott and Costello... Uh, uh, or uh, Bill and Ted even it's, or you know Bob and Doug these are uh, it's Paulie and Stephen Baldwin right it's um, um, I forgot their names already uh, oh and the movie why don't we just make it yeah. up could we, we could even pull it <laughs> off Jay and Silent Bob there's Duncan and Scratch Face I don't know <laughs> yeah right Weasel um, I think he's Weasel and uh, Stephen Baldwin is Weasel. Yeah, the other one is Doyle. It's Bud and Doyle. Bud and Doyle. It's not so, in front of me, but it's Bud and Doyle. Okay, so move and, over, Bill and Ted. Move over, Wayne and right. Garth. 
Here it comes. Now, there's a rumor that circulated for years that this was Bill and Ted 3. Huh. Um, and they got, got trapped in a fire, though. But it was t- that was totally not... It was a rumor that had a lot of strength, but it but it's not... <laughs> it just isn't the truth. As a matter of fact, you know they the guy who Bill was... They uh, Gosh, there's that thing, like, along came Polly, and he's in the car going, would you make seven-minute abs, six-minute abs? Remember? I'm sure that's and Harlan Williams. He was originally, they said, you have the job and another unknown at the time. So they were practicing. They'd go to the diner and rehearse their lines. and They were all ready to go. And uh, the studio said, these guys are unknown. Yeah, but not for long. They're about to hit in this film and that film. And they right. were like, we'll wait. We will wait. All right, so this so, movie ends with a TV set from the 50s smashing the screen in case any millennials want to feel completely lost. Huh. All right. This well, is like a documentary short that says environmental disasters have happened increasingly over, like, it was doom and gloom, like, you know, the apocalypse is around the corner. But the biodome people are learning how to restore the environment. And, by bioduming? Yes. And, it, you know, sustain an ecosystem and maybe on other worlds like Mars someday, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's There's true. breaking yeah. ground. If they could survive Earth, I'm sure their biodome could survive Mars. <laughs> yes. No. But Ed Doyle, go to Mars. Look <laughs> out. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> we are seeing some of the stars of the film right now. There's a She's a star in Australia. Um, oh, is that Needles, the uh, British sheepdog? Uh, the... <laughs> yeah, he makes an appearance yeah. as a pig. Oh, here's the title That'll of the movie, Biodome. Oh, it's part of their ad. This is some good 90s yeah, it's graphics. Still, it's still the... Okay, so now we're the furthest thing from the biodome. Where would Bud and Bud Doyle? And Doyle. Now, no. you see, he always does this throughout the film, rock, paper, scissors. He waits to see uh, Doyle give the rock, and then he puts up the paper. Do- Doyle is, boy- is uh, Baldwin. Baldwin, and uh, Paul is Bud. Buddy. Okay, so here comes their big plan. All right. He's, they're going to smash him in the head so that he is, like, fucked up. And then they can get out of work? Uh, they can get out of going with their girlfriends to the environmental, like, clean up the park thing. Right work? now you're hearing Tweety Birds, because it's that kind of film. <laughs> this is not grounded in reality, is what you're trying to tell right. me. This is more of a cartoon movie. <laughs> yes. Well, so you know, here comes their girlfriend. The girlfriend, yeah. And she's from Chasing Amy. Yes, Jolie Adams, or Jolie Adams at times. Yeah, her name is Joe. What up? What's up, Joe? Joey Lauren Adams. Now, if she was Lauren Adams, that makes sense. She's Monique. So, Bud's delivering the bad news. Sorry, ladies, but (laughs) we cannot help you because Doyle, you know, is trying to do something good. He's trying to free the mahi-mahi off the wall, and he fell in. Oh, there he is. Go. He's twitching away. So I have to say, I have no beef with Polly Shore. This movie is mm-hmm. all about Stephen Baldwin to me. The way he dresses, <laughs> the way he acts, the way he talks, the way his hair is. Well, he was hair. straight out of serious roles. Did he? Um, well, he's best known for The Usual Suspects. I think that's probably right. That was just prior to this. This was his next choice. His managers and agents, whatever it was, were like, 
don't do this. Don't, don't do this. No matter what the money is, just don't, you know. Paulie Shore was not like he was on the descent at this point. People had knew, you know, they heard the joke. They get the joke. Well, so Paulie Shore had done uh, Encino Man. We're talking about the movies of Paulie Shore. And that was very popular. And then I think yeah. it was step-brother-in-law or like steps, uh, stepson stepson mm-hmm. stepson where he meets the boyfriend the dad of the girlfriend and then uh in the army in the army well i think in the army might be after biodome i think it was biodome in yeah, the army right. where mm-hmm. him and andy dick go in the army and then right. one of my favorite movies uh, honest to god uh jury duty with uh yeah that, sure. that was earlier right yeah but i think i always thought that was later but that has his parents are shirley mclean shirley winters and jack napier and charles napier shirley winters and charles napier that is like a what a coup to have those guys act in your movie but anyway stanley yeah, tucci was the killer it was stanley so tucci all along they see the um I'm so sorry I interrupted you. The only thing I remember from that movie really is like... Stanley Tucci being the killer? Polly wanted, like, saw that the guy was innocent and he was like, they were all about to do their verdict and he goes, don't you want more free Chinese food? Just like, keep them. I, I don't know. Well, I enjoyed the film, but... Yeah. But the thing is, by 96, Pauly Shore was getting played out. We had seen his joke on MTV... For maybe three years straight, the Polly Show, was just the coolest kid ever. And then we saw his movies. He was always Polly Shore, so uh, you know he didn't come up with a new shtick. <laughs> he was also in uh, like one of those body swap movies. I think it was Seventeen again. He wasn't the body swap E or Er, but he was like the friend of the kid who turns into George Burns. Don't remember. I just trust you. All right. I'm probably wrong anyway, but that was a good story. So here they are okay, looking like slackers. This- Look, they're total slackers. They're on TV. They're couch potatoes. They're watching TV. Bowman right. is, ew, is homoerotically eating, eating this, licking uh, He's Pauly's eating Paulie's. Wow, this, uh, this is, well, look at that. He's giving him a toe job. Ugh, no his lip really literally just now touched Paulie's. <laughs> Did he swallow it? Okay, so now the girls, like, the scam was obvious because the imprint of the encyclopedia was on Doyle's head. So (laughs) (laughs) the scam didn't work. So now they're calling him up and they're lying that they've met um, college kids from Arizona Tech. Oh, no. And they're going over there for a kegger. Now, where does this movie take place? Is this New Mexico or California? It's Arizona. Oh, it is Arizona. Mm Mm-hmm. Arizona. And Polly's like, please hold. Our girls have met men of the male persuasion. Please hold. They're on the they're on their landlines in front of the TV set with junk food, wearing right. ironic so clothing 90s. from the fifties and sixties. It's right. so slacker. It's the last breath of before last the breath. internet. Yeah, we did a movie called The Hottie and the Naughty, and I felt that the main character, the male character, was also like a last gasp of the slacker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dressed like speed racer for. Uh, Halloween. Dresses like Shaggy. Let's watch that movie. Yeah, <laughs> but we did. <laughs> we did. So, um, where was it? There was this other one you gave us. Um, it was a National Lampoon, and it was like a look back at his oh, right. you know, youth. And yeah. there was he was on the beach, and the, they stole the surfboard. Oh, right. That was with uh, Matthew Lillard, and it was based on a true yeah. story. Yeah. 
God, well, if you don't remember the title of that National Lampoon movie, and I don't remember it, job well done, National Lampoon, for wasting two hours of our lives. <laughs> it's like days of yesterday at the shore gone past. It was like, like that. Yeah, it was like, you know, Southern California beach memories. I'm wrong. It was... Ventura. It was like two-word title, and it was like trying to be, like, we're like so funny bo- slackers. Board what trip. Well, yeah, something like that. Speaking of funny slackers, here okay, I picked this movie too because this is what Carl and I looked like twenty two years ago. Driving out. <laughs> <laughs> we go really did to it. the bio. We go. were our own thing there. Yeah. Okay, we, so this is where the keggers supposed to be and it's not a lake anymore. And they're remembering when it used to be a lake. We're about to see Patty Hurst. She's the mom. We're who, about to see the famous The fa- the infamous, infamous who, Patty Hurst. The Siamese Liberation Army. What is it? The, the Siamese the Liberation. Uh, okay, here she is, Patty Hearst. Hey, there you go. Acting in a hair. movie. That boy has better semen, bulbar hair than the semen does. <laughs> White guys and dreads. Do you have an opinion? So now he litters. White guys and dreads was yes for this second of the human history. Yes, but no, not an ever again. <laughs> I mean, it was okay in 94, 3, right? Uh, I think it's, it It was just, like the coolest, hippest thing. Just like at one time, the mullet was fucking cool. Yeah, that was for, 2016. For that two seconds of 80, what was it, 2? And 2016. No, it was 82, you're right. Did so, you know, yeah. uh, if you travel to Texas, which I have to sometimes, you're going to find the mullet. Like it's nothing. Like that's the way people look. Oh, good. Oh, because there's reason to go to Texas. I could let yeah, mostly like flag fly. Houston area. It's real mullet. They're all party. Uh, oh, I got a commercial. I okay, got a commercial, so what do I so. do? Pause? I don't know. I'm going to pause. I'm on, let's see, I'm on 1150. Okay, so I'm on 1158. So you just, when your ad is done, you tell me and I'll press play at 1150. Do it at uh, 1210, okay? What? Twelve ten. I'm not doing twelve ten. What's right. at twelve ten? I'm, I'm at twelve ten. I'm gonna pause now. You are? Okay. I'm gonna press play and tell you when it's twelve ten and then okay. you press then play. All right. Uh, okay. Our audience All got that? Missed. All right, follow along with us. We're going to twelve ten. <laughs> All you're gonna miss, Mike, is a <laughs> they're in front of the biodome. Uh Bud and Bio. Doyle, you know, Doyle's got a P, so they think it's a mall. So they go to the biodome to pee and you see like a guy giving a speech like this is the greatest day. It's Earth Day, and they're going to lock themselves in there for a All year. Right. Okay, so okay. I'm pressing play. What would you say, 12 10, 12 10. I'm at pause at 12 10. Okay. Um, 12 1, 2. Okay. 3, this is riveting. 4, 5, 6, 6 7, 7, 8, 9, 12 10. 10. All right, tell me when it's 12 10, and I'll press play. I'm just kidding. Okay, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that uh, was sponsored by Sleep Mattress, that wonderful <laughs> halt of the... Uh, now, this guy, William Faulkner, is his name. William he is He is Ghostbusters. Shut it down! I don't Shut think his last name is Faulkner. I think it's like... Uh, 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 okay. William asked... Yeah, you're right. In the movie, his name is Dr. Noah Faulkner. His name is William... Atherton. So William was, Atherton. Was he also the asshole in Weird Science? 
Maybe I don't know. He was in okay in Die Hard. He was the reporter who gets punched. He's yeah, like, hey, he, got, he gets punched, and he's in Die Hard too as well. Yes, and he is uh, in Ghostbusters. You didn't say the magic word. Oh gosh, I just realized they pay homage to that joke. Oh, in in this movie. Yeah, he says in the way end, and I don't think I'll spoil it, even though I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, they're like, please, can we go into the mall and pee? And the cop is like, no. This you is can't, a biodome. You know, you can't just go in there. Um, so he says, um, you know, I want to see the containment system. And Bill Murray says, you didn't say the magic word. He goes, please, may I see the containment system? So in this movie, he goes, they say, give me the detonator, because he's got a detonator, blow stuff up. And they go, you didn't say the magic word. And they're like, ah, uh, and they don't know it. They don't know that it's the... And he goes, don't feel bad, boys. I would have blown it up anyway. We know it. Let's uh, reenact that scene when it happens, not that we're aware okay. of it. So right okay. now we're watching Stephen Bowen piss away his career. Uh, no, piss well, on the wall. <laughs> Good one. Um, but this this guy, yeah. William Edison, is on scath in this movie. Oh, so, so they peed the on the firecrackers. wall. Why would you do that? He wants to cause a distraction so he can run inside so his poor friend Doyle can use the bathroom and pay. But this is like Bugs Bunny cartoon. Why would you have a pack of firecrackers in your back pocket? Yeah, on the ride here, the director established that he had firecrackers. Like he lit oh, them and right. threw them out the window and a jackrabbit exploded. Oh, okay. All right, I must have missed that part. I must have been taking a tinkle. <laughs> Doing a Baldwin. <laughs> the way he, um, so, yeah. Stephen Baldwin claims that it was God who led him to do this film because that way he could have a voice to preach to a lot, lot of people. I thought maybe God is like pro environmental and would support the biodomes. Maybe God it was could saying, do that too. <laughs> no, Stephen Baldwin, it's God. I'm talking to you in your sleep. Make biodome. Teach the people. Yeah, yeah. Teach them that I'm an actor and that I'm really good. No, you idiot. Teach them about the, <laughs> the importance of biodomes. Gotcha. Not me. It gives me a bigger window to preach. So he says that when he stopped and recognized, people mostly say, um, oh, you know, they reference biodome. There's the guy from Laugh-In, by the way. Henry Gibson. The poet. Right, right, Henry Gibson. I've seen his comedy albums. Wow, that was a real dig. You know, he was actually around that time in, in uh, Magnolia, right? He was a bartender yes. or a barfly in that movie. So that was, that was around 96-ish. Before this, he had that great part in Jim Belushi's uh, uh, Blues Brothers, or Dan Aykroyd, the Blues Brothers. Oh, he right, he the, played the, a, like an uh, Arizona Nazi or something like that. Right, no, Chicago, Illinois. Right, Illinois. Isn't Chicago in Arizona? Oh, Chicago is in. Look, they got right two slackers are trapped in the biodome. Uh, hey, where's what? the TV set? I want to eat some blasted goldfish and drink Surge Cola and be like, whatever. <laughs> he just smacked a, a bug. Oh, and then Polly had to like rub it in his nose, Get like a cocaine thing. So now Laughing Guy is going to go up and go, surprise, surprise, we meant this, this, all along, these two extra scientists. <laughs> you know, I'm laughing already. I'm yeah. laughing already. 
see here. He looks good. We're in the same tan suit he's been wearing for the last 30 years. Yeah. You hear da, da, da. Do, 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 do. Go ahead. The da, da, da. You don't love me, I don't love you. And then there's a German version. Do you hear the original? Yeah. Well, that's where they're from, so. Oh, oh, excuse me. But they can at least <laughs> have the courtesy to record their songs first in English and then make the follow-up in their native language. Oh, pardon. I, didn't I, I don't know understand. Excuse me. I don't know schedule. what you. Excuse me. I don't know what you're say, talking about when you say pardon. Because <laughs> you don't know German. <laughs> <laughs> pardon. Excuse he's me. This got is his a very voice like. Generation he's got that great voice, Doctor Faulkner. That um. But they just called them Generation uh, like Waste. So it's it's referenced that they're Generation X. Trapped. Uh, in yes. They've, oh, you're you've got closed captions. It yes, is sir. Reference. Yeah. Screw that. Gen Xer. Yeah. Hundred million dollars he invested. That's a lot of money in '96. Yeah. Is that you in the background? Uh, no, I. Uh, that was a laughing guy. No, but I, I think I could hear the sound of the movie through the. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, that's right. Like I put it up. Well, you don't have the ability this time, so. I do, I, but I'm not going to. Excuse me. Thank you, Yahoo, for letting us exist for three and a half years. And thank you, audience. Oh man, we love our audience. Today is Panda yeah, Sunday I, on uh, Let's Watch a Flight Movie on YouTube. Listen, I need to be educated on that report you sent along. Like, I, you taught me once, and I was I understood the numbers, but now like my brain fried again. And I forget because it's been months. Are we doing good? We're doing. Do you, should I say the number on the air? Yeah, Carl? I don't care. If I mean, if it's lower, if it's high, let's. Well, it's that's a, honest to what's going on. So what? 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 How are, are we doing? It's like thirty thousand downloads a month. So we thank everybody okay. as part of that. Now, would somebody only download one time? Yeah, it's not weekly, but it's for the month of uh, last month at least. It was thirty thousand, and it's been so like that last month. Okay, so if I download us or start listening to us, right. and then I go, eh, and click away, that still counts as a number. Hey, if, you're down, if you subscribe to our show and you listen whenever you want, more power to you. I don't mind you that's subscribing great. to our feed at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T on iTunes. That's fine by me. <laughs> so pluggy. You know, <laughs> well, listen, just because you could go to laughq.com slash Spiegelmania to see the list of my shows that are performing, including December 27th at Spice Monkey, doesn't mean I'm being pluggy right now. Right. I understand. All right. Carl? Okay. Look, I just, the last thing I plugged was my butt, so. Yeah. How's that going for you? Uh, well, it, it, it's, I'm, I'm all backed up. Carl, I remember you, <laughs> you went to an orgy, and, and I'm sorry to tell you this story, your story to the audience, and you, right. and you went to Lost and Found, and they said, can I help you? And you said, yeah, I lost my butt plug. And the guy said, do you remember the last place you put it? <laughs> what, you want to re-walk re your steps? I found it. I found it. It was in my butt. <laughs> Have you seen my glasses too? While we're at it, they're on your they're in your butt as well. So they were like, "You guys aren't a crazy cult that's going to force to have sex," and they go, "No," and they go, "Oh darn!" So this is their quarters. I mean, they don't have a bed for them. I mean, they're they're in the custodial of 
that, yeah, their crew, not two extra. But you know those Gen Xers are going to put up a Nirvana poster on the walls and like lickety split. You know this movie is bearable in on mute. Yeah, because there's all this unfunny stuff going on left and right. Well, the thing is, if yeah. Paulie Shore in this movie was just a little more, I don't know what the word is, genuine, like a little more like. If he was backing it up like he's he really is just a dummy. But you can see he's a smart person. You can see it in his eyes. You right, know? no, I know so what you things mean. he says, right. It's like you know he's like, okay, and roll him. Let's yeah. do in the stick, buddy. It's like, it's played out at this point, and... He takes the last line always. I've noticed in these yeah. conversations, he always gets the last word. Now, in prep for this film, I look up also interviews right? Like oh. when they talk about it. And so like I saw Paulie Shore now like four or five interviews, you know, listen to him. And like, I don't know, he is honest. He really misses being a movie star. He really, really misses that. And um, he's oh, honest about man. why he fell and everything. But one thing he never acknowledges is that stuff wasn't funny. He never... Well, right now we're watching them crawl into the beds of the female scientists in the biodome, and they're seeing this Bowman is a super up inappropriate scene. Yeah, in their sleep, they're in their sleep. Them up. They're sniffing up. Oh, here we go. Cut to kick out. What the? Abbott. Cut to commercial and biodome. Yeah. Biodome returns on TBS. Uh, content warning: May contain inappropriate sexual assault. Oh, it just <laughs> yeah. did. Okay. And this is PG-13, by the way. Oh, yeah. Let's listen to his voicey voice. All right, hang on. I could, I could do it right here. Okay. I love his voice. Oh, God. You know, come <laughs> now, back. that actor... He's funny. He's not like a... He's kind of character actor nerd, but not always. Right. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, this guy right here? Kevin West. His name is Romulus in this. He was in Junior, which was that... Oh, this... DeVito. Right. Um, yeah. He uh, was in Gone in 60 Seconds, the Car Thief movie. Right, which I saw in the theater, I think. No, I... I uh-huh. No, I have an interesting story about that, but that's neither here nor there. And he was an indecent proposal. Go ahead with your story. All that happens here is like, you guys are going to get a tour. So, I have a dear friend of mine named Mike Strong, and he went to see uh, a movie around the time, around this time, and uh, it took forever to get a seat, and including the concessions mm-hmm. line was impossible. And then the trailer for 60 Seconds uh, uh, shows up, and he goes, amount of time at the concession stand. Two minute thirty seconds. <laughs> like, sorry, like, no way. You know, time it takes to get a car stolen. Six gone in sixty seconds. And uh, yeah, he was like, no, it takes fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the story. And uh, by the way, um, if you enjoy that story, go ahead and send money to Mike Strong's Patreon page uh, for using his material. Covering my ass. Listen, Carl, just because I'm probably am going to be part of a special f- festival that will get announced shortly in January doesn't mean I'm plugging. <laughs> 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 
By the way, our show did not get accepted into this festival. I'm sorry, Carl. <laughs> Next year. I might have a... Let us know on Twitter if you are in the San Francisco area and you would like to be part of the audience. We have a live audience, Carl. Excellent. That is so... That is perfect. We have a piano like here. David Letterman show. Yeah, we have a piano here. What I would love is to have a piano player play because there's so much dead air on our show. I uh, do play the piano. <laughs> so, you well, I have a guitar. I you want to play guitar while we talk for, for a full-length uh, movie? <laughs> yeah. I, I, we could do it for a three-minute bit. No, I need I need somebody. That's the thing too. Like you have a musician friend. They're like, yeah, I'm a musician. I'm a magician. I'm a musician. And they're like, uh, hey, can you play piano for my show? Yeah, man, it's gonna be two hours. Oh, I don't think I could do that. I just know two songs. <laughs> well, well can't you how improvise? would I do it? I'm not in San Francisco. No, you have to come to San Francisco every week. When? Oh, every week? Yeah. Well, I mean, if it works. Hey! Can we do it on the phone? Well, you play, I and then I'll riff the movie. It, are you the? I mailman? would play the my real piano here, and when is it? I know. Well, whatever. Uh, but we could always do a live. We could have a studio audience in here, and they could listen to our voice and watch the movie in our studio in our uh, performance space. Mutiny Radio We're has a performance lucky this space. Is muted, by the way. Yeah, that is in the Mission District. That is right. I've been there. Yes. And we just... deli uh, across the street. So they're trapped in here, so they're just singing around. Yeah, look at that. He just always gets the last word and the first word. So they're going stir-crazy in the biodome. He also got what he deserved, as it were. And they're doing George of the Jungle, which was also a movie from the 90s, based on a slacker childhood favorite horrible film wasn't that um george of the jungle what george of the jungle the movie took place in san francisco he eats a mcdonald's whopper on top of a cable car and he shops in nostroms that was the uh the pharaoh actor what, what's his name brendan fraser brendan Farrell. remake brendan Farrell. yeah and he uh no i think you're Bedazza. right Freeze. uh but he uh also, Willie Mayor Willie Brown from San Francisco, the current mayor, shows up in that movie. Mm-hmm. So, just like our president shows up in Home Alone too. That is true. Our president does show up in Home Alone too. How horrible! Look, he's, sex. Look, 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 look. Okay, now, now, wow. quickly stop looking. No, I can't stop. It's going to get crunched. Ah! Oh! And then I he has to look at him. He's such an actor. His hand goes down to his crotch, and his face reacts. He's an actor. Stephen Baldwin's You remember hair. Gilda Radner? She was the president's daughter. I think Bob first Newhart family? was the president. Yeah, first family. First family, that's right. I'm going to see that again. First. Well, anyway, that's Gilda Radner did that. She was always horny, and so she was doing that with the carrot, and then she bit it. It oh, was very uncomfortable for all the men. Do you remember that? I, it's been a while since I don't think I've even seen that movie. That's one of those films the where the president I, used to dream about him in a white room eating clear soup. Look at like this. He's saying eat my ass soup. to her. He's sticking his ass out there saying eat it. Um yeah, yeah he He was ahead of okay, his time. He was one of the few Gen Xers who would eat ass. It was yoga, that's what he was doing. He was showing yeah, like, yeah, 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 yoga. 
the thing is, he keep, oh, that's a great kink song. He he keeps on um, like coming on to. They both keep coming on to the girls, and then when it comes time to actually make good, they're like, "We have girlfriends." Oh, oh here she is again, Julie in the real world. Outside me, now you know this comedian, Taylor Negron, who passed away. I met him. He's a real sweetheart. Yes, and he was in that Sally Struther, no Sally Field, Tom Hanks comedian movie. Sure, punchline. But he's in like Easy Money, uh, he, mm-hmm. Young Doctors in Love, I believe. He's in a lot of, you know, you know, he appeared in tons of stuff before his death. Oh, uh, Last Boy Scout, he played the villain. Oh, uh, I don't, did I see Last Boy Scout? I, know, wh- who was the star? It's not Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis and uh, Damon Wayans. He, uh, it was Bruce Willis, right. T- okay. Taylor Negron performed at San Francisco Comedy Day, and it was not only like a great set, but people were throwing him bags of weed from the field. Boy, that sounds great. <laughs> I would have loved that. Of course, it's uh, legal now. It's a different... Uh... Yeah, that was back in the day. But yeah, Okay, was... so the girls get wind now that they're in there by seeing them on TV. And now they're saying, come on, girls, we are about the environment, just like you like. But wait a minute. And I'm, this con- is... I- I'm confused. This biodome is next to a shopping mall in Arizona and it has windows right by the parking lot so you can go and stare at the scientists? Yes. Because there's a large part, you know, they'll interview them there. And oh, I see. There's a microphone. But look, look, the tourists are taking pictures of the freaks. <laughs> now, the girls are very horny for them because, like, they are, like, all about the environment. And then Bud and Doyle are trying to take credit like they meant to do it. We joined the team and we're environmentals. And oh. That's called environmentals, Buzz. This works out for them. There's a barking dog in the background in case it comes on the recording. <laughs> that, the closed caption told you that? No, uh, there's an actual barking dog here in the Mission District. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear a barking dog, it's just one of the many. <laughs> if you thought the first 40 seconds of the show is a uh, professional, we well, also have a barking dog. Yeah, and a fire engine. You ever watch like porn where there's like a barking dog in the background? I think a friend of mine was telling me that. But then you watch the porn and there's like a dog barking in the background. It really throws the moment off. Right. You hear a plane fly over. Right. Steve Baldwin, um, uh, Alec Baldwin told Steve Baldwin, don't do this movie, it's a career killer. Right now they're experiencing that all the food is soy. Blech. And they're spinning it out. I thought this hamburger and meatloaf was not soy. Do you know the name Dana Gould? Gould? Da- Dana, Dana Gould is Gould. a Bay Area comic I'm enemy for. He's a good guy. Very okay, funny. Very funny. You, He's you been around said forever. You know Harlan, Window. Harlan Williams. Harlan Wayne Williams is uh, also, I believe, Bay Area, but definitely Dana Gould is from the San Francisco scene. Okay, so. Uh, they did an open-ended cattle call for Biodome. Dana and myself were emerging funny guys around town. They whittled it down, um, and it got down to me and him. Stephen, Paulie Short, Stephen Baldwin were not part of the process at that time. This took place in 1994. Then they got locked in with a contract. They would go to the dinner at the Larchmont, sit in a booth, eat corned beef, and recite our lines. 
Um, they, there was a deal memo for them to have the job, planning for their roles, buying fake bugs to practice the bug eating scene. Can I tell you, that would have been a fun a, movie with Dana Gould yeah. and uh, uh, Harlan Wayans. A different director, too. Um, Steven Spielberg well, was supposed to do anyway, it. they just said they were, they were unknown. They had shot movies that were about to be released, but at this point they were unknowns, and so the studio was like, whatever. I see. Name me a Dana Gould movie. Um, well, I think he's always the other, the weird character in it, right? I guess. So these guys are dressed up for Halloween, and uh, Stephen Baldwin still has his big golf cup, even though he's in a biodome. Uh, no, this is a memory of sleepovers. Like he, uh, he's like, I can't sleep, Squirrely. And he goes, Remember back to our sleepovers. So the weasel in this movie doing. is called Squirrel, right? He's squirrel. not the weasel. Yeah, he's, oh, oh. Bud is Squirrely, not Weasel. Now, there, Bud would fart, and then Doyle would, you know, say what he ate to produce it. And he would nail it. The thing is, that's not funny because that's not a real thing, right? Right. I mean, it's just stupid. Oh, they're looking at the new USA Today. They must be in a motel. Sorry, what's in a gross Taylor Negron? Well, it's it's he's saying that your 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 boyfriends have girlfriends now, and shows a picture. Okay, so now uh, laughing guy is like, well. It's, I'm stuck with you for a year, so I'm going to have to embrace it. And he's trying to turn it around the public. Like, there are cool people in the biodome. He made that T-shirt for him. Oh, well, the T-shirt's a giveaway. Yeah, for sure. That's going to rock. Uh, and here they wanted, I think they're going to ask for anatomically correct action figures. And later he'll produce, like, Rock'em Sock'em Robot kind of guys. Oh, we'll have to reenact that scene, too. So do they both show their, their little dicks? Uh, no, no, I don't know why. I said anatomically correct. So that's right. So Laughing Guy is outside the biodome. Oh my God! Yes, yeah, that's right. He's a major investor. This would be a horror movie being trapped in a dome with uh, Paulie Shore doing his act. No offense oh, to Paulie yeah, Shore, but cool. by act I mean just the the cadence, the rock and sockum he snoots to the moods, <laughs> One nine hundred squirrely stub. You know. <laughs> One nine hundred. God, how nineties. This is actually a water reclamation plant in Van Guys, California, and there's another movie that was shot there. The water design. Um, I'll oh. try to find it. I'm laughing is gonna have a cigarette. But then I decide not well, to. The- they talked about something of a sexual nature. So the lazy writers were like, what do you do after sex? You have a cigarette. So that's why. But all these movies, writers. either they're super violent or they're like sexually creepy, but they always have this no smoking rule. Like when the guy puts <laughs> a cigarette in his mouth and his lighter doesn't work. So he says, uh, you know, the other guy says, ah, why'd you give him up? He goes, all right. You know, like he says, and he's like, ah, I'm going to give up the cigarette. I'm going to show the, the viewer that this is right. wrong. Them going okay. to bed with those girls is fine, but smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I love how he's called Squirrely, Paulie Shore. That's just brilliant. Completely Instead different movie. Weasel. 
Yeah, so the weasel. He was the weasel it's on... so obvious. Step... You're my stepson? Yeah, just call me your stepson. My favorite part is in stepson is when Polly Shore turned to the dad and said, Why do you gotta be so rude? I'm gonna <laughs> marry that girl. <laughs> bury. Bury you know, that girl. <laughs> that guy, right, I'll bury her anyway. You know what, I'm stealing that. I'm yeah, stealing I didn't that realize that the song is not romantic her. at all. Anyway, well, the thing is, like, I ha- I play it on the guitar, and I, I I don't have it worked out yet, but the riff is like, he went over to ask, may I have your, you know, hand in marriage? May- I'll do the right thing, and I'll ask the father. And he got his answer was no. So what is that rat bag skunk ass motherfucker do? He's like, yeah. ah, I'm going to marry you anyway. So why'd you go in the first place? Yeah, you see why'd you waste? You're going to respect. Why'd you waste the dad's time? You're wasting the dad's time. Dad's got more important thing to do than you, dummy. I agree with the dad. I'm going to bury her anyway. I'm going (laughs) to bury her anyway. I'm going to do that. I'm going to throw it at the end. I don't know. The joke isn't written yet. It's forming. Can you play it now? You have your guitar. I heard it. I can't. Here, I'll... I, I mean, I literally, I can't. Oh, they're bungee jumping. The chords, and I don't have it worked out. Oh, you know what? I know how you musicians work. You could play piano for two <laughs> hours, and you could play whatever I hum on guitar. <laughs> there we go. And why um, you gotta be so rude? <laughs> yeah, father. Father's being rude. I'm gonna bury that girl out now, in the desert. Now this is uh, a famous person from the '90s. She was Marilyn Manson's girlfriend, Rose McGowan. Um, she's right. Really, yes, and she shows up for some reason as a, like a bit part. She's here and she's in another scene, and that's it. Why? She's a big person. Well, then they must and have been shooting that. another movie back in '96, and they were in the same lot or something. So yes, yeah, it's why don't you just throw her in? But, I, I mean, the internet would have told me something about that. Well, It's I, never I, clear why she's in the film. because She, she actually, her day job's at the water plant. <laughs> and they, they Come on down. Hey, why don't you come and do a scene? You're oh, shooting right here? This was shot during lunch, according to IMDb. So that's why Rose can go and do the scene. Rose McGowan, a junior college co-ed who wants to save the planet. That's her character? Yeah. I want to hack the planet. We we that's a different movie. So, um what ha- what starts to happen now is they fuck everybody up, right? They yeah. make like smoothies and that's our fruit crop, see? And they like art in the artificial rain generator. Like they just but the thing is they never get like everyone's like disgusted with them but they never get that it's not cool they just laugh they're like the biggest asshole standing in the flowers they're like in their own little world maybe they're heroin addicts that's very Gen X (laughs) here it is again they're like fucking around in the artificial rain generator and they pretty much are wrecking the experiment look what he just threw that at them they're playing Marco Cholo according to the (laughs) That's not a hot tub. That's the artificial rain generator. Well, I took a right. dump in the artificial rain generator. You took a dump in the hot tub. <laughs> so 
So that's what is about to happen, like several of those scenes in a row, and it's just nonsensical. Here's once again the press room. But there's, they're throwing poo at them. They're going, so they're going stir crazy in the biodome. It's so unfunny. <clears throat> you know, there's a scene, a very poignant scene, where they're about to throw a stone, and they said, no, people in glass biodomes should not throw stones. <laughs> That's uh, that's all I you got know, about it. People this in glass houses shouldn't could shouldn't throw stones like the way you just said. They're inside the house, so you break your own window, you dummy. Yeah, you would have broken your own window if you threw a rock. You you would have hurt somebody if you threw a rock in a house and it's not all windows. What the fuck? <laughs> people in houses should not throw stones. Right. Right. I'm a genius. Yup, it's true. It's true. Uh, I, we could do that with any of the. Uh, <laughs> proverbs okay so now it's like more about the bugs like these are the greatest bugs and it's very rare for these two to meet and mate in the wild so us putting them here is like the greatest thing so and then like the boys will do their shenanigans and all the bugs escape right so it's a so long just, setup so just going from place being dick to dick dick move dick move can i ask you a question how old do you no think conscience. how old do you yeah. think doyle and bud are I guess they're at 23, 25. Are they really? Stephen Pullman's 23, I mean, in 25? The script. Uh-oh. Here comes all the, the bugs. They're getting out. You, do you think like Chris now, Farley and uh, David Spade saw this and went, eh? <laughs> We're not doing this. Nah. Those guys are great. Black Sheep's one of my favorite movies. And they do Look the Look at goofy- that with no conscience. Yeah, right. They're just uh, like they're just uh, singing their little song that they happen to to spontaneously come up with. What was the Chris Farley movies with him? So they, Chris Farley, one was the was the Sun. Yeah, so that's that's the one that everyone likes. Uh, uh, that was the one with the Sun. Tommy Boy, Tommy Boy. They yeah. did a follow up movie called uh, Black Sheep, which I really enjoyed. It was kind of like a Laurel and Hardy movie with. Uh, you got to go out and vote and MTV and then the storyline for The Simpsons. Wasn't there but, one other one? Well, I, weren't they in like, were they in another movie together? Maybe like Coneheads or something like that? Like a, a No, SNL I movie? thought it was like three in a row. Um, Coneheads, oh. they were both in it, but I meant a buddy film, you know, they're kind huh. of buddy films. I only can think Maybe of, I'm wrong. Maybe there's well, only two. Well, yeah. <laughs> Tommy Boy and Black Sheep, I believe. So let's see. In Coneheads, he was the boyfriend. Right, and our chasing Amy girl was in that Coneheads movie. Do you miss movies from the nineties with the, the colors and the the styles and the such? Not, not with YouTube around. We could see them anytime we want. But if you mean like, do I miss? That means really, do I miss the nineties? I guess I have to say no. It's not like it was bad, but I just, right. I don't know. I don't miss it. I definitely dated. <clears throat> The thing is, 94, the internet came out. It didn't catch on. By 98, the internet was everywhere. Right. And the face of the 90s began to, you know, it turned into the year 2000 with, um, like, a new music scene. And, a, you know, the internet was fresh and there was Napster fights. and Sure. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Silicon Valley blew up. and I don't know. I don't miss the 90s. It, it was it happened and it's, it was great and I would go back and hang out but, but uh, you know it's funny a lot of people that age were heroin addicts 
So I want to be. Why oh, are you they, bringing up heroin today? Yeah, this is the. Oh, because it's the nineties and they're in their twenties, and I, I knew a lot of guys who. Well, whatever you know. Gotcha. Oh, so they're uh, they're now shaping up. They're giving nope. the biodome the Doyle nope. bud. No, this is fly paper. <laughs> oh, they're going to catch all the bugs. All the biodome bugs will be caught on yeah. our fly trap, buddy. <laughs> That's right. Suck my toe. So they, <laughs> so they go over to um, uh, bug guy. Yeah. Wait a second. Where's his name? It's like a cool name, like Cornelius. What is it? Oh, it was like Fragulus. Yeah. Not Romulus. There it is, Romulus. So they go to Romulus and they're like, "Come here and look at this thing. We got your bugs." And then Romulus has a breakdown. He has a mental breakdown. They they have no conscience. They're such asshole dicks. They're not fun. Yeah. So there's they're no unfunny real... and mean. So there's no real comedy to be had. If there's just a bunch of pricks for tw- for an hour and a half. Right. Look, there's your dead bugs, all of them. The little squeedos. Wow, let's give it up to the art director. The, <laughs> the prop master for making that. For now we're going to get the complaints to Faulkner, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, so this is the countdown? They have 341 days left with them? Yeah. Wow, and this movie's in real time. <laughs> it feels like it, right? So we have to watch 341 days of uh, Biodome. Now, I told you Alec Baldwin told him. He said, don't do don't, it, uh, William. Right. He said, I'm not William, I'm, I'm uh, Stephen. Oh, don't do it, Stephen. So how many Baldwins okay, are so there? This they, woman, they're acting Baldwins. There's Alec, there's Stephen, there's Daniel, right? Daniel Baldwin? William Baldwin? I know well, Adam Baldwin is a different Baldwin. He's not related to the Baldwins. Well, the Daniel one, right, did, didn't he only have a gig or two way back at the time where everyone said, hey, look, they're all brothers. Right. You know, and it was like, now we're not Alec Baldwin. We're the Baldwin brothers. He was in like a notorious flop from the 90s, and I think he was on a TV show. I'm sure he's acting. He went away, I thought. Huh. But... Well, Stephen Baldwin, you know, I'd, I would have to say of note, he was re- referenced to as the nice Baldwin by Sarah Palin. How nice, the Jesus Baldwin. That's it's right. Really he was like, you know, I prefer Stephen, I think is what she said to Alec. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kylie Montague, she's the uh, oceanographer. She's the one with the red hair. And she, in Australia... Wait, Kylie Minogue? Um... Kylie Minogue. Yes. M I N O G U E. I'm gonna, Minogue. Yeah. I guess so. Kylie Minogue. Yeah. So you know her. She's Australian. She's the international pop star. She was known in Australia during the 80s and 90s for this ridiculous soap opera called Neighbors. Right. And she right. had a, um, a pop uh, career that's, that's still current. She just recently released something. She dated Pauly Shore, and in one of the interviews I watched, he was like, yeah, you know, that's one of the great things I miss about being a leading man is hooking up with your co-star. Whoa, that sucks. <laughs> now, she considers this movie her worst career move ever, and her father teases her about it uh, to this day. But, like, uh, she said it's the only thing she's done in her prof- 
professional life that her father ridicules her for. And I, I also know. read on the internet, even though I didn't write it, like his her father really just, I don't know what the word is. Like it's not necessarily in good fun. Oh, he's cruel it's about like, it? like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Well, father might be right. So now what they're doing is they've broken into a supply closet because they, I don't know, they're somehow stuck in their room. I don't think the premise is that they got, they stuck them in there, but they crawled through the den and now look what they've found. Nitrous. It's, it just, it's, it's Cheetos, it's Mountain Dew, and now they're doing laughing gas. <clears throat> He's doing Blue Velvet. He's doing Dennis Hopper. Uh, no, uh, uh, you know, that's what it says in the closed captioning, imitating Dennis Hopper from Blue Velvet. <laughs> I'm now, so slutty. Nitrous oxide, I mean, Dennis Hopper was not laughing, he, right? But he would suck it up in the movie. I remember that. I remember that. He would do it like when he orgasmed or something, and he would say creepy sh- yeah. shit about mommy, about his mommy. God, that movie was like 87, and this movie from 96 is making jokes about it. This movie really shouldn't... I mean, I think that Blue Velvet... Is that what it's called, right? Yeah. I, I don't think it should have been made. I mean, it's horrible. This kept woman... And it's embarrassing. I, I think it was a terrible film. Oh, there you go. Do you don't think it exposed yeah, okay. the, the lurid underbelly of suburbia? No, I do not believe that my neighbors, you know... <laughs> are keeping a woman in the basement, calling her tits. Let tits see her kid, you know, extorting her. And no, I don't. Like Blue Velvet, I found an ear in my suburban neighbor's uh, lawn. And so I knocked on this door and I said, excuse me, Patty, did you lose an ear? And Patty said, what? I said, Patty, I found the ear in your yard. Did you lose an ear? And Patty said, what? What? You know, and also the funny part was the reason she couldn't hear me is because she had a banana in the other ear. Uh, you have a banana. I can't hear you. I have a banana in my ear. I forgot about that joke. That's a million years old. Maybe eight years old. I you know, actually, I, I, Carl, I, I don't want to plug and do my act, but I was walking down the street <laughs> and I saw a man with a banana in his ear and I said to him, excuse me, you have a banana in your ear? And he said, what? I said, excuse me, you have a banana in your ear? And he said, what? And I said for the third time, <clears throat> You have, you a have a banana in your ear. And you know what he said to me? He said, I can't hear you. I have a banana in my ear. And then I said, well, you don't have a banana in your other ear. Now, do you, you smug piece of right. shit? That's yeah. Right. That's why the joke is weak. Yeah. Yeah, right. Boom. So Spiegelman ruins everything. Joke edition. <laughs> Adam, Adam ruins everything. That's your father's... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just not your name, but... Well, every time my brother Adam comes to a party I'm hosting, I put on Adam Ruins Everything on the TV set just so he gets the hit. <laughs> Beagleman Ruins Everything. That's good. Yeah. Well, that's what my tattoo says. <laughs> but it spells Smaggleman. You woke up and it was on you. I asked a tattoo artist to tattoo my last name and they misspelled it. She said, all right, I'll roll with that. Smaggleman. Okay, now look what's um, really tough, right? It's really tough in the desert. Right. They're having a hard go of it. You would think there's dessert in the desert, but it's no, it's two different things. 
It's spelled differently, and they're two different items. <laughs> oh, this movie, you know this movie just crawls to a standstill where our heroes are sleeping on rocks. Well, okay, okay, so I'm just going to do please, a little spoiler please, here, okay? Please, go ahead. Okay, so for some reason, they find a way out now, right? It's just, it's a stupid, stupid plot hole that they're, they were so easy to get well, out. Wait a minute, we're not watching the play No Exit? <sighs> <laughs> and then they, like, go uh, get a pizza or something, and they find out once again the girls are doing the same thing. They're with other guys, even though it wasn't true, you know? So Who's bringing that rumor? Like the pe- uh, no, it's um, not a rumor because they get invited to the kegger with the for the environment, and it's all a scam. We'll see tenacious D. Right. And um, so then they're like, we'll throw a big party at Biodome. So it's going to pick up. It's going to pick up. Right now, it's a little slow. Right now, it's just cold. just be glad you. It's muted. <laughs> well, I have to make sure. Uh... We want you to watch Biodome and listen to our podcast to the end, because uh, yeah. then we have the plug section. And then after we promote our shows, I will play what the next movie is. And I could probably play it with ease on the board, but it's a good one. It's no Biodome. Oh, it's no Biodome. Oh, it's no but... Biodome. <laughs> Paulie Shore also, he made like independent films like... Yes, after. Afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, he also had a reality show called Minding the Family Business or what have you, where it's him and his mother, who's a famous entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I have an ad. Mitzi. Carl, I have an ad. Oh, darn. All right. So I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause a second right here. And I'm Sorry, at 17.36. You're at 17. 17- oh, no, I'm not. Wait a minute. All right, I paused the um, movie. I'm at 54.30. Okay, okay, hold on. Where are you at? I, 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 in pausing, I really click back to the beginning. I am at... Oh. I'm at 53... Okay, so you're at 54.40, right? 54.30, yes. 54.30. I will so tell you exciting. when I get there. This uh, interlude is sponsored by oh, cool. Food Basket. We put a food in a basket and mail it to you and make the mailman deliver your meal. Which you won't cook anyway. Which you won't cook with the vegetables we chop up in our warehouse oh, in Riverside. God. So I'm at 5430. Yeah, I sure should have not. God damn it. Okay, we'll edit this out. This will all be cut no, out. No, we won't. No, oh, we won't. It's the honest truth of how we messed up. Here, I'll tell a joke. A man walks into oh, a good. bar and the guy has a duck on his uh, shoulder and the duck is wearing uh, Oakley sunglasses. And the bartender says, what the hell is that? And the duck says, too much? <laughs> okay, I hit pause. I'm at 5430. Give okay. me your best All right, here, here's Paul Brumbaugh. Oh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Paul Brumbaugh from the Edge of Insanity. Get your hover finger ready. Oh. Get ready for three, two, one, and go. Three. All right. Whew. Okay, 54.30. So is that Kylie? Is Kylie the the redhead? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, she's an international superstar who does not need to be in Biodome. Well, this was 1996, right? I mean... Yeah, right, anything goes. She's been up and down. (sighs) Well, I'm sure they had a really exciting website. 
what happened now is they went down there and said, won't you please free them from the desert? It's not healthy for them, you see. And uh, Guy was like, what, you know, okay, you see the key in the window? Yeah. Do Swirly, I see the one? look. Oh, there's a key in the all window. All you have to do to get it. Right. That's all you had to do to get out of the biodome? Whoa. This is the part in the text adventure where I can never solve. I never examine window. Unlock window. Now look, window. has all these tickets. <laughs> oh! Damn it. Arizona PD. Oh, they got the clamp. They, they booted them. The car's booted. Oh, must go back so in the So they can't bar. really make an escape. They can't really get out of there right away. But they are out of there right away. They escaped the biodome, the end. The end. Right, I wish. That was a fun trip. Okay, here comes the pizza guy. Oh. Now, he is a B character who we've seen. Okay. No, That's Taylor. Okay. Yeah. So they went to the pay phones and called and ordered pizza. Right. And, and that guy showed up. And he's, of course, the one who's going to say, your girlfriends are up to no good. Remember, he goes, cop it? You don't need cop it. Remember that? They just made a president. You need an area rug. He just mentioned, uh, they just did a President Clinton sex joke. (laughs) Uh, Roger Clinton's in this film. Roger Clinton, Patty Hearst, and Kylie Minogue, and Rose McGowan. And there was another famous actress earlier who I forgot her name, so I didn't bring it up. But we'll have to stay for the credits and see who's on this Uh, movie. Who in the world is that? So now they're like, Oh no, our girlfriends are going to this kegger. And it's so 90s to have, a, like like in um, the last film we watched, he handed out a, 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 a postcard for the, oh, uh, as an invite. Are you talking about Hackers again? Where it was the 90s one? Yeah. Yeah, and also well, PCU had a party and they were passing out flyers. That was a 90s film. Yeah, so good. that's what's going on here. It's It's... And in the 90s, that happened at Montclair State College. I mean, there were, someone would print up a flyer, you know, party at Kappa Beta Pi. Well, I'm sure they still do it now. You think it's all like... Internet. Ecollegeparty.com. And they're like, oh, hey, I just got an e-flyer. Oh, it'd be a JPEG. Around any school, there's some form of social media, be it Instagram or Community Boulevard. I don't know. I don't want to say, but I'm telling you, they don't print... It's alien and foreign to print flyers. But how else would the, the guys but, know? Bud and Doyle. Put on the cork board. So Bud the no, squirrel. No, wait. I'm talking about today. No, back then. Yeah. Okay. You see, that's the coffee store, and that's okay. the B character who I thought was in the car. He's oh, really- look, look, Carl. It's the Fax Club. It's another movie with a fax machine. I love movies. <laughs> look, at one page is $4 to fucking fax. What do they do? They use the phone? Yeah, they used the telephone. I just saw a movie where the cop pulls a... It was another 48 hours. He pulls a fax out. He goes, yeah, I just got the report. <laughs> my, another my, 48 hours, not even the original. No, not the original. And also, uh, uh, Doris Claiborne. Amelie has a fax machine? Doris Claiborne has a fax machine. And then the player, he gets a death threat faxed to him in his car fax. Car fax. Show me the car fax. Show me you the have, car fax. Do you guys have that? You Uh-oh. guys have that. Bud and Doyle. So they went over, they got the flyers at the FedEx. God, how fucking Gen X is that? 
we got to go to the cop, right. 24-hour copy shop, slash fax store, slash coffee shop. Now, the girlfriends are starting to catch on that. And now, we're about to see Tenacious D, and really it's... Young Tenacious for D. For me, it's about Jack Black. They're up there on the stairs. You see them on the stairs? Yeah, I see them jamming you know in the corner there. God, that's right. There they are. No, let me put on the sound, because he's going to go, we need to see... Oh, here they are. That was me. That was my only movie role now, ever. I didn't know about Tenacious D. You did, and yeah. you educated me. Um, it's, it's remarkable the amount of people in this film. But yeah, they show up. They're young. Jack here Black. it is. Jack Black and Kyle Gass. Kyle Gass. They made their own movie, Carl. It's called The Pick of Destiny. Tenacious yeah. D, The Pick of... So they're they're movie stars as well. This is not their. This was probably their first movie together, but it's not their last. It was, yeah. And then ten, but it was ten years later they got their own feature, according to the internet. Yeah, that's right. It's a, uh, I don't know, movie. Okay, so the windows open, so all these moths have got in, and biodome is compromised. Right. And so homeostasis, homeostasis is getting ruined. Oh, so they go. The, now, the scientists discover their biodome is invaded by a kegger. That's right, invaded by a kegger. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, there we go. Oh, they must have some '90s music playing. Now, the thing is so unrealistic is if you think about it, this is a professionally thrown party. I mean, it's got DJ, it's got a band, it's got lay. Everyone's you know, like there's a pig spit. Yeah. There's all decorations everywhere. It says Warp Tour 96 in the back. It's Lollapalooza. <laughs> There's Perry Farrell. Oh, so that guy who talked was a singer. He got a line in there. He's a whore in the yeah. stories, I could tell. It were a ska band from the 90s. Is it ska? Well, that's the thing. All the... All the I have the soundtrack thing, but all the artists on there are just like nobody. So, okay, so now the girls show up and they're like, "Oh my God, it's in the biodome. They're going to ruin the environment." So the only two people who realize this, right? And then they find the scammers. The uh, no, I guess it doesn't happen yet. But they find out those other two were really just trying to get in their pants, and they didn't care huh. about the environment either. They're, wow, they're just, they're really fast to figure that out. Now, I had this interview. I found a guy who was an extra in this scene. Oh, really? And in that beginning scene. Yeah, so you got to see some behind-the-scenes stuff. I think I and saw that interview on Charlie Rose, or was it uh, 60 Minutes? No, this is a guy in his <laughs> living room. <laughs> This is a this is a guy who doesn't communicate well. He's just talking about his life in L.A. in the '90s and when he was an extra in this film, and he was wearing some stuff he got out of San Francisco, and it was very hip apparently. And Pauly Shore sort of stopped like in between production takes. He got off his uh, throne. You'll see his throne in a minute. Went up to him. Is like, I love your outfit. Can we take a picture? And you know, yeah. like they gave him like really that that is the throne they were on gave wow. him like such a thrill like a star was like totally into me for five minutes the weasel spoke to him yes and then the guy said hey thanks paul you know i'm a, uh, a comedian from los angeles and i he walks paul sure walks away 
Yeah. Look at how much money and effort and time went into this. You see those guys, they're yeah. all dressed up. They're all they dressed up. Skirt. But that's like they a lot of cartoon a... movies. The, 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 it's always like fully designed, you know. Right. Now the girls are like making them realize that they're ruining the environment. Listen to her voice. Because she talks like this. Oh, I know. Julie Adams. You hear that? You asshole. <laughs> She's cute, but it's just not appropriate for her. No, that's just the way she talks. She's, she talks like that in I'd several movies. I'm ruining the bio joke. But the thing is, that's the way you talk when you're having fun, not when you're like, Urgh. Well, are you saying that her Romeo and Juliet was lacking? <laughs> I don't know what to <laughs> It's just, she's got a funny... Okay, now, there's William Faulkner, right? Yes, Starting Ochner. to go crazy. Oh, he's we, got those eyes. Those those Colonel yeah, Kurtz yeah. eyes. He's seen the hearts of the darkness. Horror. Wow, look at that. Party after, morning after. There's Tenacious D. Now, I'm suspicious here. Um, I'm at 104, and it's three <sighs> seconds. What about you? I'm at 104.07. Okay, now we're cool. Audience? Okay, we're all cool. So now they're like, you girls don't need to clean this up. This is our mess. Like they're trying to yeah, like, make up. And they're like, that's it. We're done forever. Forget it. Get out of here, you. Yeah. I mean, if only they knew that I was having a show at uh, our little theater this Friday at 8 o'clock. When is that? Friday at 8? Yeah. Uh, they would feel much better. Well, I don't know. I have to, I'm, it's TBA right now. I don't have anything else happening. Okay. I'll be at Joke Except Workshop for. tomorrow here on Muni Radio. <laughs> Tune in or come on by and we'll yeah, why don't you, you listen to get in? your comedic voice. If you enjoy us and the riffing, uh, why don't we take a break and uh, let you know that you could hear me on... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this the end of Julie Adams? Joey Adams? Well, she's... They are out of here. They're so out of here. So it's funny that so these guys... Is... I think Julie Adams is, uh, has a celebrity father or parents, but... It's funny to see oh. Pauly Shore, who comes from a celebrity family, and Al, yeah. and Stephen Baldwin, who comes from a celebrity family, like just being the same screen. It feels like royalty. Actually, yeah, that's kind of um, it's the opposite of royalty, right? It's like <laughs> this guy got to start because his mom was big. This guy got to start because his brother was big. So they oh, both nepotism. had an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So they're two guys who got in just because they had fam- more famous uh, family. So right now they're like um, uh, Faulkner has disappeared. The biodome is room and we're leaving. And he's like, I should have put you in charge. Uh, what's his name? Tobias? No, oh, Romulan. Romulan OG. Kush. And he, he does this bow, like this thank you bow. So now they find out like, well, it's over. They're going to leave the biodome. It is a failure. And um, he's he's yelling at them. I don't know. It's really not their fault. But so here's an interview with Pauly Shore in which he goes. Uh, the 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 person interviewing is like the memoir. Stephen Baldwin talks about how he felt it was God's plan for him to appear in Biodome. Do you feel the same way? And Pauly Shore laughs and goes, <laughs> "That was his plan. What?" And right. then. The interviewer says that it was divinely preordained that he appear in Biodome so he'd be able to bring <coughs> the gospel to young people who enjoyed the film. And then Paul Shore gets like, oh, uh, I don't want to talk about other people's religion. That's their business. Yeah. I'll just say that Stephen works with me on Biodome because he liked my work. We had a lot of fun together, and this was right after the usual sub- 
suspect. That's what a that weird choice. From. You know, because he played that movie, for whatever that movie's worth, he played it pretty straight, the character, and actually uh, helped mm-hmm. the movie along, which is all you really need from an actor. And then yes. this this is like he's doing the Gen X 20-something, uh, but it's not believable. And his, yeah. hair, his hair is atrocious. The white guy dreads it on him, you know. He was also famously in the Flintstones movie as as Barney Rubble right. in the I think That's the right. sequel the sequel. And some people were saying, well, maybe that one is where he's more known for than this one. I don't know why that debate is important, but it's on the internet. I think it's more like, important to ask it? which movie converted more people: Biodome or Flint, Fred Flintstone Two? Or, or the what's the one we saw with Cameron uh, Kirk Cameron? Oh, uh, oh, Saving Christmas. No, the one in which it was Apocalypse. Oh, Left Behind. Yeah, Left Behind. That converted many more people. Well, I think they were already converted by that point. Uh, yeah, that was a... Actually, I'm wrong. That is a very preaching to the choir movie. Never mind. Well, more, more people okay, signed so now up they're to they're not saying, be left behind. Yeah. Now they're saying you can't leave Biodome because we're going to restore the homeostasis, which is at 4% or something. And so he's going to swallow the key as if they couldn't just break the window and walk out. Let him swallow it. the worst plot point ever. Let him swallow it. We're already two-thirds into this movie. Wow, they're really pushing it. Wait, don't swallow the key. Right, let me out first. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the... um... (laughs) Who is that guy? He's the comedian from... uh... You said his name before. You met him. Taylor Negron. The late Taylor Negron. Right. Yeah. All right. He's going to do it again. Swallow time. Gulp. Did he really swallow a key? No, he didn't swallow it. Was it CGI? It went into his mouth. Yeah, right. In 96. There's Faulkner. Yeah. This is great. Oh, I can't wait to be... Look at him fighting in nature. Oh, I got a commercial. Mass and gel. No. Do you? Yeah, I got a commercial. Hang on. God damn it. How come I'm not getting commercials? Because you're, you're not your watching it on probably. your phone. All right. I've paused at 109.20. We'll, 109.20? We'll okay, hang on. Uh, I'll tell you when I'm on it. I'm getting close, okay? Okay. Now. Damn it, Mike. That was no lead at all. Okay, I'm 109.23. What about you? 27. Hang on a second. I'm going to pause. Okay, no, then it's fine. It's fine. If it was really 27 the second you said it, what's your next second? 36. Okay, we're All fine. Right, I'm we're two fine. seconds behind you. Who cares? So, so what were we, we were watching a joke about a, a serial killer clown on TV? Yeah, he was. They, yeah, that's right. And uh, they, they were making jokes about the Kennedy assassination back into the left. It and wasn't this is, funny. This is Channel 3, One, which, of course, is the cop-out channel, the 555-1212 right, channel. Right, the 555-1212 telephone number. Yeah. So the um, <laughs> Channel 3, that's right. Nobody would know that today. You know, people born in 96 wouldn't well, know it. This is the generation that sat and watched TV on their couch. You know, one movie reviewer thought it was so ironic that they were killing the clown in the thing because they were like, this movie killed. <laughs> they were like killing comedy. That's the only yeah, like, so the off-topic off subject they bring up. That's the only joke that has nothing to do with a biodome. Right. Do you have a pitch? So now they're like, 
um, we have, I'm sorry to interrupt you, that no. we, we have to like bring the plants back to life. That's step one. And so this will reflect sunlight and they need to filter the air. So they go around and get everybody's, <laughs> everybody's empty cigarettes, you know, and you take know. the filters out. <laughs> Can I ask you, did they change their clothing at all? Bud and Doyle? Is that blue Hawaiian well, shirt seen, always been yeah. his shirt? No, they changed their clothes. Now, how could they, right? It's like Gilligan's Island. Right. There's their filter. Maybe they, when Never they stepped mind. out of the biodome, they, they got a new change of clothing. <laughs> Maybe. That's some way to, if you want to, like, try to make it work. Yeah. Look at their sneakers match. Oh, yeah. Smikey, proud sponsors of Biodome. Invitation Smikey's. <laughs> Remember Ked? Do they make those anymore? Well, my mom bought me some J.C. Penny whales. You ever see those? It has the Adidas, <laughs> it has the tri- uh, the Nike swoosh, and then it has like a little second tail coming out. Like it looks like a well. Oh, there's Stephen Bowman's ass. He's saying, "Do you want the key? Here it is." Oh, he's pretending to poop. It's the worst movie ever. Yeah, he has a smooth ass though. Oh, and the closed captioning is covering up his ass. God damn it. How can I enjoy this Stephen Bowman's ass? This was his lowest-grossing film, by the way. Who, Paulie or Stevie? Yeah, yeah. It cost fifteen million to make, and they grossed thirteen point four in North America. But I don't know about worldwide. They might have made money. I don't know. They the did. domestic opening was thirteen million. That the opening weekend was five million. Domestic, they made thirteen something. So it's they didn't go. They owed millions, but. But let's let's put it in this context. It, it, it bombed in the movie theaters, but then the yeah. video came release, and then the premium cable release, and then the basic cable release, and then fodder for a channel, and then now free on YouTube movies. I mean, it serves its purpose. Yes. It made money Long on TV. Life. That's legs. And they're using it to lure people into this channel to, to pay for a film because they have some freebies for you. You know, I, I went through the freebie list, and this is the last time I'm going to pick a movie from this these guys because I would rather use oh, the yeah? studio that I rent to do our show, our quality professional show, except for the first minute of the show and the constant promotion I have uh, just because I'm <laughs> like going to be... Like, for instance? Yeah, I'm just going to be at Would You Believe Cafe. No, I'll, no, I'm, I'm going to be across the street. I'm going to be across the street Race Friday. <laughs> Next Saturday. I'll be at... <laughs> In Poughkeepsie, it's a little <laughs> comedy club. I'll be at Gaffar Safety Dance. They're playing the Safety Dance. Yes, they are. And watch, you'll see the midget. Look, they come out pretending to do Safety Dance videos. Oh, they're Safety Dancing. Then again, right? Oh. And you'll look for the midget. Oh no, they're going to imitate the video. Oh wait, I didn't see a midget. Well, no, the, the internet the, told me. Well, in the- I, I saw this film twice. I looked really? for the midget each time and didn't see it. Yeah. The internet told me about the midget. After, I mean, I didn't look for the midget because the internet told me. Okay, well, again, this is basically Rocky's montage in which he gets ready for the fight. Oh, right. They're, they're like making the biodome come back to life. And they're sharing a toothbrush by dipping as in, in uh, scope. scope. So, remember that Patty hats. Hurst again. Patty Hearst. Well, I just want to say Men Without Hats is another 80s reference like Blue Midget. Velvet. Midget! Yeah, but their music video has a Maypole stance where they had yeah. midgets, as you, as you were calling them. 
uh, Dance Around the Maypole. So it might be a reference to the 80s uh, music video. Oh, it's definitely the mu- the music video reference. Definitely, because yeah. there's a midget in the band. Is there? Yeah. In the band. So, well, he was in the video of Safety Dance. Yeah, he was in the video. He was a member of the band. Was he a member of the band, though? I guess Google would tell us. Okay, hang on. Hey, Google. Remember that? Siri. <laughs> now uh, look, all of a sudden they have a million plants and everything. And it's cool. purple sticky punch. It looks like five weed, some leaves on that weed, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> must be sativa. No, it must be indica. I forgot. They Pretty tell you like time, the shape yeah. of the leaf is what kind of weed it is. Oh, 69. We can dance. Bud and Doyle, they're, they're doing it. They're local heroes. Everybody look at your hands. So they grew up in a Catholic school in Canada, and dancing was forbidden, uh, not to make a reference to uh, Aqua Team, but dancing <laughs> was forbidden. So dancing uh, they is would forbidden. play the music. Dan- dan- dancing <laughs> is forbidden. Aqua Teen, I love that show. That's I wish he would come credit. back and I could be Carl next door. Like oh, yeah, Carl actors. from New Jersey. They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be so perfect, but I'm not famous. So <laughs> so it, um, they, um, what was my point? Um, That's something. Oh, yeah, it's, it's safe to dance. So they would say it is safe to dance because there's no... There were no oh, women no nuns. nuns around. None nuns, yeah. safe to dance. Wow, that's a lot of puns. Right. And so in the places where they slept, it was like open air, not like a dorm, but like an open room. And they would play, allowed to play the music, but no one was allowed to dance. And then when the nuns finally went off to have a cigarette or drink or something, go, they would go, safe to dance, and people would freak out. <laughs> and that's where that comes from. Can safe I tell you, that's actually one of my favorite bands. Dance. They have some really great albums. They have some really funny songs. Men at, Men yeah. with hats. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Antarctica was great. Antarctica that whole great. record. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, but they, they they had an album beforehand. The folk music of the '80s is the music of the '90s. Uh, but they have a. Uh, I know their name. It's this great song. It's just really funny. Mm-hmm. It's just they know I'll the band's name. I'll have to check them out. Yeah. I I know that one record back and forth by heart. Right, oh, me too. they had after that. And they were one of those bands that had another single. Like, their last big single was good. The Pop Goes the World. It was a solid song. Right, right, right. I got to check that out. So, uh, well... The Earth Day is getting close, and they're going to come out now. But Faulkner is a problem. Oh, yeah, See, look Fork- at him. Faulkner is crazy, right. See, before the parakeet was going, I am God, I am God, and now we see him eating the parakeet going, no, I am God. Mm. He's making explosive devices. He's making coconuts with nitroglycerin, and on Earth Day, he will blow up the entrance. Do you know he was eating the the wing of the parakeet? He was dipping it in ranch sauce. Do you know why? Ranch dressing? What? It's the most popular dressing in America, girl. Why else would it even do? Yeah. Gotcha. There's his coconuts. Oh, he put the bomb in the coconut. Okay, so Pauly Shore is wearing a wedding ring during the scene in which yeah. he's going to totally make out. Yeah, you can totally see it in the middle of the screen. That is funny. Wait, no, that's Stephen Baldwin's hand. That Stephen Baldwin has a wedding ring. 
No, but it's Pauly Shore who has the wedding ring. Wait. No, he doesn't wedding ring right now. His hands on his. Yeah, balls. you're right. It's Stephen. No, Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, that awful haircut. Looks like Sigmund like the and the sea ring. monster went to get his haircut for the draft or something. It just looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. So now that uh, they care about the environment, the girls have warmed up and they're like totally going to sleep with him. And then Pauly Shore's like, wait a minute, we have girlfriends. Why? Because it's a plot device. <laughs> and also there's, they're kissing each other next to their, each other. I mean, either they're going to have, yeah, it's, it's a little awkward, right? Unless you're gay for your friend. Uh. I see your point. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, like if I've we were if we were lying on hammocks and girls hopped on top of us, would we start making out even though we're just lying next to each other? I'm afraid if it's me, the answer is yes because I've been there. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. All right. Don't be sorry. No, but it got asking. even further. I mean, there was another dude. And you're in a biodome. Oh, names. and you're in a biodome. No, we weren't in a biodome. All right. Oh, well. So they kick him out. Yeah. And now they're like, of course, regretting it. Oh, right. He's got but blue balls. He did the right thing. My that balls are so blue. Stupidest thing we've ever done. Squirrel. My, your balls. nuts are blue, man. Squirrel got blue nuts. Squirrely, squirrely. I'm just going to pretend now I'm Now they're hearing a mysterious sound. Huh. Is it crazy Faulkner? It, it is. Faulkner. Now, how could they know that? Because right now he says, look, check out Faulkner's weird tunnel. They don't know who it is, but yet he still says that. Another reason this movie's bad. Yeah, there's so many writing gaps in this movie, like black holes. This director did Biodome, but he also did Overnight Delivery with Paul Rudd and Reese Witherspoon and in 98. And he did Viva Las Nowhere with James Caan and Daniel Stern. I love Daniel Stern. 2001. Uh-huh, I haven't heard of those movies. Then he went away. I have to check it out. Well, he didn't go away. He did TV. Soldier of Fortune episodes, Veronica Mars, iZombie. I don't know what that is. No, that's fine. A lot of directors, it's the, they're, they're solid shows that have been on for a while, so it's good that he's working. Yeah. Well, I don't know anything about him today. This is all like early 2000s, the TV stuff. Right. Yeah, Tagline. I mean, Bud and Doyle are here to save the world, but who's going to save the world from Bud and Doyle? Bill that and wasn't it, Witty. Harold and And Kumar? then the last tagline is, your dome away from home. Uh, Dome for the Holidays. They released this on Thanksgiving. And then... So uh, this is an interesting scene. Why don't you put up the sound? Because he's like... Okay, sure. Hang on a second. He's playing with the coconuts so he doesn't know they're bombs. He's juggling the coconuts. He's great. Like He's like, oh, hi, boys. He's so crazy. This this music is that 90s swingers revival shit. Ooh. He says things like, do you ever know like when everything comes together and, and everything falls into place and you're like, whole? And they go, uh. He goes, I feel like that right now. He's so nuts. They're like, Joe, there's a bomb in the coconuts. And they're like, nuts. Wait, let's hear it. Well, let all, right, all right, all right, all right. Here's crazy old Faulkner. Ah, we missed it. He does this great speech about how he's all together now. He's got it together. He's 
perfect. Well, I'm glad he made this movie better. I'm surprised this movie is distribute these coconut guys. Oh right, so they, they're they're planting bombs all over Biodome. And they have no idea, and they're helping the bad guy. You know, this is all explained in the first three minutes of Biodome 2. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> there is, there's talk for years of Biodome 2, and it's really Stephen Baldwin who wants it. 2013, he's on this radio show, and he was like, um, oh, Biodome 2 is coming. Pauly Shore has funding for it. He's just waiting for the studios to huh. come. Then in 2016, he's making more noise about it. My notes, it's not... Yeah, here it is. In Variety 2017, he reiterated his desire to make a sequel. Shore was interested. He had funding, seeking studio approval. Um, well, yeah. I mean, one of the things I want to say about Paul Shore is that he made a lot of movies that kind of went direct-to-video before he did his reality show. And he did one based on his life because he adopted some kids, and he did a uh, movie called Adopted, I believe it was. Or uh, well, it's a it's a joke movie. It was a joke movie. He didn't really adopt yeah. kids. He That's was like, right. He was making fun of celebrities who do it. Yes, like, uh, and he never went to Africa. None of that was in Africa. Huh. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I knew the movie only because he did a exclusive preview on the DVD copy of Dodgeball. Uh-huh. Wow. That, why would that be on there? Because it had the same font as Dodgeball. And he goes, uh-huh. hey, like he talks directly to the camera with a white screen behind him saying, <laughs> you know, if you like this movie, you should check out my latest. <laughs> <laughs> That's my old Polly Shore impression. Older Polly Shore. Wait, here comes the joke about you didn't say the magic word. Let's go with my audio. I think I do. No, don't do your audio. All right, my audio is up. This is your audio. There it is. They don't know the magic word. But in, in Ghostbusters, <laughs> they say that to him, right? Yeah, Bill Murray says it to him. And it is, it's got to be a nod of its head, especially since they didn't know what the magic word is. Right, yeah, yeah. Did you see how they did rock, paper, scissors? Like, yeah. I'll give you the detonator if you do rock, paper, scissors, and he loses. And he goes, don't feel bad. <laughs> I would have done it anyway. I don't so know. Stupid I that... like him in this movie. <clears throat> okay, yeah, he's great in this movie. He, uh, <laughs> he doesn't chew the scenery because the scenery is nature. You don't want to chew the scenery in Biodome because it's a very delicate ecosystem. Right. And your scene chewing might affect the, the way nature works. Only chew if it's on your plate. Don't just take a bite of an apple dying <laughs> on the tree. we got to get homostasis here. Oh, I never thought of it that way. They keep on saying this joke, like, we're a vibrant part of the homo system, you know. Look, See, it's, that doesn't make sense because if it was... It was a trap. Planted. It was a fake. It was a fake plant with a with a. Yeah. How could you grow if it was? Maybe this biodome is full of shit to begin with. This is like a startup biodome. Uh-oh. Okay, so Doyle is going to save the day. He's got his fly paper. Carl, keep going. He goes. I'm going with you. I'm going with you. And he he goes. Our our um. The nerdy character goes, I'm going. 
to worry about you guys while you're gone. <laughs> they grab him. Okay, so he's got the um, detonator. They're fighting over the detonator, and who is going to get it? There's Doyle is in the way, and they're stuck on the flypaper. So he's very proud of himself that it worked. This is the flypaper from the first act, and it pops up in the yeah. third act. Right. But it's it's not like the movie fart or anything, but yeah. Well, that's uh, essential in a story. If you bring up a f- giant oversized... Hey, there's a famous person to the right of the, the, two, do- the two girlfriends. All right, well, let's, let's She's rewind. She's in other movies. No, we'll probably go back to her, but... Okay. Well, we're gonna look. We're gonna go through the credits and see who the fuck was in this movie because it's a lot of famous people. <laughs> it is. Oh, this movie's gonna self-destruct in three, two. This movie will, right? He stopped the death. He did it. Now you see when he kissed it, it should have blown up again. Right. This is should have close up. Okay, his look lips. to the right of to the by Patty. Okay. Oh well, no, it's, it's not. It's it's that. Um, uh, Marilyn Manson's girlfriend lady. Oh, Rose McGowan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, yeah, she shows up again. A, I didn't have scenes. a sighting. <laughs> you never seen Planet Terror? No. You never seen uh, Death Proof? <laughs> no. Wait, have you ever seen Grindhouse, which is basically those two movies and one one billing? <laughs> That's three movies you haven't seen her in. Yay, Romulus. I just know her face. She was in, like, Mean Girls, I guess. Something well, like that. She's an activist, or too. Or, like, a... She's the Hollywood uh, counterpoint for... Uh, she does a lot of uh, hashtag MeToo stuff. Stuff. There he is. There he the is. Bomb. He's got his crazy coconut. There's a bomb in the coconut. gonna blow you up. There's a bomb in the coconut. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, you're doing that fireball. song. Put the lime in the coconut. Put the bomb in... Now, oh. that was not CGI or anything. I mean, it was... Yeah, no, it was... It was uh, 96. Real fireball. Two, 2000, Terminator 2. That was the first time I ever saw CGI that wasn't yeah, it like... Was, we were... We, were we ate mushrooms, and we went with my brother who didn't eat mushrooms, and he was pissed <laughs> off at us. Because we were like, Whoa! And he was like, I'm so embarrassed. Shut up, you idiot. I remember there was one part where like, it was like nonstop action and then it's Arnold Schwarzenegger in the car and he's explaining the story and we were both like, boring. (laughs) 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 Oh, they get to kiss their girlfriends. Oh, did I say boom mic? This is our happy ending. That's a boom mic. A boom mic for the weasel, for the squirrel. I don't think we see a boom mic in this film, unless it's like from the news crew. Oh, right, yeah. Arizona News 3. Good evening, Scottsdale. Flagstaff. Action News 3 here. <laughs> Good evening, Flagstaff. It, they usually get Good like evening, Sed- Sedona. <laughs> here it comes. Hello, neighborhood ne- adjoining New Mexico. Is that uh, Lindsay Lloyd Young? <laughs> oh, Lindsay Lloyd. <laughs> Hello, uh, oh, where is that London? You're talking bridge? about Lloyd Lindsay Young, the uh, Channel Nine, Channel Nine yeah. weatherman from the from 30 Hello, years ago. Hello, Lee Hawkins. He shows okay, up and so runs. Now here's the here's the. I'm sorry, it's just it's the yeah. dumb joke of the film, the ending. Oh, I have to pee. 
let's go into here and it's Comtech emergency research. I don't know what's going to happen. It's a nuclear power the plant. They're going to get trapped in it. Oh, so Faulkner escapes. Oh, the movie hasn't ended yet. This is like the last little giggle. Lloyd, you Lloyd overhear Lindsay, people looking for him. Lloyd Lindsay Young shows up and you talk too much video by Run DMC. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right, here he goes. He's free. I'm going to run to Mesa. Here we go. Cast. William Ackerton, Denny Dust, Dara Thomas, Kevin Olivia Biggs has got some fame. I don't know. Kylie Minogue. Joey Adams, Teresa Hill, Henry Gibson. There's Henry, yeah. Taylor Negron, Roger. Professor Bloom is Roger Clinton. Oh, I didn't show you when it was him. Darn. There's Tenacious D gets to their two credits. Lomas Jack is a drummer. Black, Soda Dunn. Pop was the yeah. guitarist. Molly Bryant. There's still got to be some narrator. Roger Bumpus. He's a famous guy. He's in a bunch of National Lampoon albums from the 80s. I'm, I'm well uh-huh. aware of him. Oh, he was the voiceover. It says associate producer, but those are the six people who wrote it. Well, so maybe yeah. they got a credit. The other ones are going to lose their shirt off this movie. They're living in a biodome right now. This is, what a great like high concept! Uh, give me your pitch. Well, it's a film. <laughs> no time. Biodome. These two slackers. Biodome. I love it. Steve Except, Austin. Can we call Video it Dome? playback by Steve Austin? It's just you know what the movie's about. Biodome. Boom. Did I you miss the six million dollar man reference? Steve Austin. He did the. I forget now. It says like key grip. Oh well, wow! Yeah, Steve Austin. Well, he was a good grip. A little too good. Yeah. All right, and cut. Did I hear some bionic noise in the background? Sorry, I was moving something. All right, <laughs> yeah, cut. Do it again. We'll get rid of it in post. Ah, uh, here it is. The Biodome compound is the same set as Dante Pharmaceuticals from 1988, Treat Williams, Joe Piscopo film Dead, Dead Heat, Heat, 1988. Wow, which is if that movie is on YouTube, we'll be watching Dead Heat. That is a great bad movie. <laughs> That's the one that's starting. I'm going to bury her anyway. Thank you for that. I'm just noticing my notes. <laughs> yeah, write that down. And I have to see First Family again. You make good movie choices. I mean, when you first chose this, I was like, no, don't endure me to Pauly Shore. No. But if you watch it three times, you get a little used to him. Well, it's not, it's not really Pauly Shore's fault. I blame it on Stephen Baldwin. Just, oh yeah, yeah. I think if he, I think he kind of ruined them. But also the plot's paper thin, and this whole idea of like two white guys, goofy white guys, they have to be like. Engaging, or they have to be yeah. like Bill and Ted, or or Laurel and Hardy, or Farley and Spade, or something like connect. Yeah. You know, just didn't go. It's like Dead Heat. Oh, it's appropriate because Dead Heat had an actor treat Williams and Joe Piscopo, and that was the conflict. Uh, here's the music. Fourth grade, nothing. The rug burns. Reverend Horton Heat. You see why Magna I didn't Pop. like go deep into it? Because it's fourth like fourth grade, nothing. Voodoo Skull. George of the Jungle. Oh, yeah. Faith No More. There's some 90s bands. X-Members. Spider-Man. Frogtown. Dancehall Crashers. The Ramones. Yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. That Time they did Zone. Spider-Man. Steve, Steeler's Wheel. Wax. Wax, Wax. Fourth Grade Nothing. Pachi Indian. Men Without Hats. And then the remix. Oh, Men no, Without Hats. Oh, wow, that's some creepy not 90s music. Men Without Hats. Yeah, right, not Men at Work. Men Without Hats. Absolutely not. You remember their super band, Men Without Hats at Work? 
<laughs> Super group. Copyright 1996. A lion has a piercing. Whatever, Roar. <laughs> we could dance. Well, we hope Black you uh, take our recommendation and listen to all of Men Without Hats uh, music. As we conclude, Biodome, uh, courtesy of uh, Yahoo, uh, no, Yahoo, uh, YouTube. Uh, YouTube. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Uh, <laughs> wow, that was great. Carl, I'm going to set up the trailer, trailer for the next movie. Why don't you uh, tell me what your opinions are on Biodome now that we watched it? Um, Biodome was a waste. The two characters were not funny, and uh, the, the Pauly Short gag was getting played out at that time anyway. Uh, when I used to watch him on MTV, the few times they did, but he was, it looked like he was really cool, kid. It was like he was making it up. And I don't know, he just never moved on to a new schnick, stick. Now, in fairness to him, we're talking about four years or five years of a career. Right. And he was a comedian, but, but, but he's always been on the road and he did a reality show and he, I guess he produces stuff. But movie wise. Oh, no, he, he went on to have, I'm saying, being uh, in America's. Uh, consciousness and their eye across the nation was about a four to five year period and he went away yeah. i mean we know his uh paulie shore's dead documentary and paulie um, shore's dead the, documentary what was that about <laughs> about 90 minutes <laughs> I it was just basically him being a comedian on the road today and talking, you know, lots of stuff about history of where he came from, and uh, well, his history is really interesting. I mean, and he's a decent comic. I'm not gonna. I have no energy to bad mouth. What was the club in L.A.? What was it? The Comedy Store. Comedy Store. Store. Mitzi Shore was the Polly Shore's mom. Uh, ran it. That started when he was four years old. So he's he was around Richard Pryor. He was around. Um, right. I mean, you name it. They went through the Comedy Store, and well, Mitzi had a father, lot of power. His father was a comedian, and actually opened for Polly at one point. But he initially owned the Comedy Store. It's in that TV show. It's dying up here. I'm sure season sixteen will explain it. Uh, but they they just. Uh, she bought it from he him. Lost it. Yeah. He lost it in the divorce. Yeah, lost in the divorce. All right, well, that's the interesting. So I uh, hope you enjoyed Biodome, and I hope you enjoyed Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube, which you can follow us on LWAFLMYO. Ugh, I fucked it up. Carl, next week, we'd love uh, our listeners to listen to the next podcast. Listen to us live Sunday, 2 o'clock. I'll plug it away. You ready for the movie? I'm ready for the movie. So this trailer. Movie, this trailer... This movie is uh, from 1968. It stars Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. It's called Boom, with an exclamation point. Uh, and it's based on a screenplay by Tennessee Williams. 1968. Oh. Wait, this isn't the one. Let's get the ga- gas. No, this is called okay. Boom. So go ahead if you oh, want to follow the trailer. Virginia. I'm okay. going to play the trailer. Got this is it. Boom trailer, Tennessee Williams. And it's a stolen paradise is the... Yeah, so let's let's take a listen. Okay. I need myself a lover. Don't reach for a smoke. Wait till I offer you one. May I have one? 
kiss me for it. Since Cat on a Hot Tin Roof has Tennessee Williams created such raw passions, such startling, striking characters devoid of all hypocrisy and inhibitions. Is this a time for kissing? Not since Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf have Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton been so emotionally explosive. Vicious lies, malicious distortion. So it's not true he was in your bedroom by invitation. She was rich, demanding, shameless, domineering, but in the depths of her soul, as frightened as any one of us. Mrs. Gilford! Don't He walked the vague line between lust and saintliness. I get panicky when uh, I have nobody to care for. Is that so? You seem to be setting yourself up as a saint of some kind. She had used her body as a stepping stone to wealth and domination. Ooh. Now she wanted this stranger. Could she take him on his terms? How many times do you have to be invited into a lady's bedroom? By the way, we listened on the um, mic that has all that static, so sometimes it dropped out. Well, you know what? Honestly, it's uh, the feed's only going through one channel. Uh huh. So that, you get that too. Choice. So that's the movie. I first read about this in Bomb, uh, a Michael and Harry Medvin book, their follow-up to the Golden Turkey Awards, 50 Biggest Flops in History. Uh, uh-huh. This is a big cult classic movie, very campy, uh, and especially if you love the world of the Burtons. Uh, this is definitely uh, a really good movie, and I, I'm a, I'll watch it beforehand, Carl, because I really do like this film, and... Uh, Okay. I want to be prepared. Um, I read about this film, too, even though, you know, uh, the boom. He's like a, a teacher, and he gets money from wrestling, uh, and it's King of Queens guy. Oh, you're thinking of Boom Goes the Dynamite. This is not, I don't want you to get confused by <laughs> Boom Goes the Dynamite. This is not Kevin James as a high school teacher who does professional yeah, yeah, wrestling yeah. on the side. This is from 1968. It's called Boom. Uh, one of the differences between Boom Goes the Dynamite and next week's movie is that uh, next week's movie is not written by uh, the, our next week's movie is written by Tennessee Williams whereas the Kevin yeah. James comedy Boom Goes the Dynamite was not written no. by that was written at a diner <laughs> and, and Boom Goes the Dynamite do you know that viral video? no there's a guy doing a newscast uh, like a sports cast and he goes and boom goes the dynamite. Like he was trying out a new basketball phrase when the guy did a mm-hmm. dunk. But the way he <laughs> delivered it, he went, boom goes the dynamite. The family guy ripped it up, also referenced it. It's out there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, Carl. Now it's the part of the show where we plug each other's act. I've been waiting. Yeah, so what about yourself, sir? Just go to Carl. That sucks. I'm doing a fundraiser. It's a, uh, for. I think it's probably stills for the animal shelter. I don't know. It changes every week. It's on Thursday by Giant Stadium. 
or oh, by cool. uh, MetLife Stadium. That's the only exciting thing, but really, it's all on that carl.sucks. Check out carl.sucks. Thank you, Carl, so much for uh, hosting the show with me uh, over there in New Jersey. Thank you. Uh, Happy thank, to do it. I think, uh, audience, don't forget to vote on Tuesday. If you're listening this far, we're sure you will do anything we say at this point. And uh, <laughs> here, coming through one channel, is our theme song. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Uh, let's Thank watch you. a full length movie on YouTube, LWAFLMOYT. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length. Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird, commandeered by Michael. Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. 
The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Everybody should listen to Muni Radio at MuniRadio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
shows at this station. We're actually under the free comedy section. 